This country was founded on godly principles. I showed you all that movie back in the fall. And there's a reason why God allowed this country to be established. It's said it's, it's a shining light on a hill. And as long as the gospel is allowed to be projected, this nation is, is one of the, the huge magnifiers for that. And so we should be thankful. We, we should celebrate that we live in a country, the only country, where you can do what you're doing without harassment at this time. And uh, that's worth celebrating. So, I mean, I think it's important that we, that we, we, we make, take tribute of that. And, uh, all right, let's bow our heads for prayer. Right, will you put that uh, flyer up there just so as a reminder for the, the 28th? Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning thankful that you put it in the hearts of men to establish a free nation where we have the right to worship you. Lord, we are, even though we, we, we think that times we have it so, so bad, we still live in the freest nation in the world. We still live in a place where we can gather together like this morning and worship you without fear of being arrested and put into prison. <laughs> Lord, we know that as time carries on and, and and as, as your end comes to a, to a new beginning for your people and, and you return, Lord, that things are going to get worse. But, Lord, we also know that you're our keeper. You are our Savior, the only Savior. And because of our relationship with you, we don't have to be worried. We don't have to fear. We don't have, we don't have to have, have that fear in our heart because you're going to deliver us. We will see deliverance through you. Lord, I just pray that as we open your word here this morning that you would just quicken it to our hearts. Lord, may each and every one of us have a special meeting with you this morning. That you may open our eyes of understanding and see that sometimes our focus <coughs> is off track. The things that we put in priority are not the things in which we should have in priority. These things I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want you to turn with me this morning to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And you have read this, this passage many, many times, I know, as have I. And But I want to point something out to you this morning. That... I hope shakes each and every one of us. Matthew chapter 6. And I want, I want you, we're going to read the entire chapter and go back through that. But I first want to start, I want to read verse 33 first. Because I believe that as Christians, we get mixed up. We, we get we get our priorities backwards. Amen. We, 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 we just we lose sight of what we should be striving after first. 
Can you hear me? Do I need to go up? A little bit? There we go. So look with me at Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What does he say right there? Seek, now this is Jesus talking. Seek first righteousness and the things of God. And then all these other things that he's told them will be added to you. You know, we, oh preacher, my prayer life isn't working. Well, are you seeking righteousness first? Are you seeking an outcome from your prayer? Are you seeking righteousness? Are you, are you desiring the will of God to happen in your prayer life? Or are you desiring your will? But he says, seek first righteousness. So in everything we do, we should seek righteousness. And the kingdom of God, that means His kingdom, His things, the, the things that He ordains, that He wants, that He wills. If, if we have that attitude, and we seek righteousness and His things first, then we can be blessed. But we're not going to see blessings if, we don't, if our priorities are wrong. If our motive is wrong. And I think we, it's so easy for us to get that mixed up. He says, seek righteousness first. To be just in front of the Father. That righteousness that we are able to take on once we're born again. We have no righteousness when we're lost. We can't seek righteousness when we're lost. We can only partake in that righteousness after we've been born again and saved through the blood of Jesus. That's when we, that's when we have the ability to seek righteousness. Amen. So the first step is to get right with God. The first step is to get saved. And I'm going to tell you, it, from the beginning, you don't feel very righteous. But I'm going to tell you, getting saved is not a feeling. If you depend on your feelings and your emotions, it's going to be, a, it's going to be rough. But, but once we have been saved then we can, we can then experience the righteousness of God. We can experience it because He went to the Calvary and shed His blood and, 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 and then imparted that over to it. We can take part in what He did and what He is. We then become righteous. We have the ability then to choose against sin. We then have the ability to make decisions that are righteous decisions. We then have the ability to, to, to listen to the Holy Spirit living inside of us that, that gets inside of our conscience and says, listen, you're not walking right. 
But, but too many Christians today put seeking righteousness at the back of the agenda. They put it at the back of the agenda. And at the first of the agenda is having nice homes, a nice living, looking, having a title, being somebody in the world, getting, you know, there's nothing wrong with having those things. Don't misunderstand what I'm telling you. There's nothing wrong with having an education. I have one. But what, when, when we're seeking God's righteousness and putting righteousness first, then we can glorify Him through all those things. But when we have His righteousness at the tail end of the track, then He's not getting the glory. But He says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then all of these things in which we... I believe any, you ask anybody to read through these things and they tell, oh, I want that. Sure, I want, man, I'd love to have that. Well, you can have it. But you've got to get things in order. You've got to get things in the right order. And it says, first, seek His righteousness. And I'm going to tell you something. When you get to seeking His righteousness, your priorities are going to change. Your priorities are going to change. They can't help but change. Because usually His will is not your will. The things that you have in your mind that are good for you usually aren't the things that He has in store for you. So, <clears throat> seek first the righteousness. Let me read you 558 times righteousness is mentioned in the Bible. Think it's important? Let me just read you a few of those scriptures. Micah 6 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to the love, mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Proverbs 21 3. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Isaiah 48:17. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Ryan, will you turn that air up? I done got hot. <laughs> Woody. Not up, down. Colder. 1 John 2, 29. If you know that he is righteous, you know that... <coughs> <coughs> If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practice, practices righteousness is born of him. Free also, uh, flee also youthful lust, but pursue 
righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. 2 Timothy 2.22. What was the first thing he said? Pursue righteousness. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Romans 6.13 And having been set free from sin, you become slaves of righteousness. Romans 6.18 Think righteousness is important? You, you think righteousness is the first thing that we are to be pursuing? Absolutely. But, but, but we don't, do we? We don't. We, we want righteousness to be an effect of everything else we're doing. We want it to be a, an effect of, of our prayer life or our time that we go to church and worship. We think all that, all that makes us more righteous. No. Pursue righteousness and all that other stuff will be better. First Corinthians 15:34 Awake to righteousness and do not sin for some do not have the knowledge of God I speak this to your shame Righteousness Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints revelation 19:7 i want to be found in fine linen i want to be clothed in fine linen upon his return and he says right there in revelations that 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 is the righteous acts of the saints righteousness Pursue righteousness first. I hope I've hit that point home. I've been on it for about 15 minutes. Righteousness first. Now let's go back to the beginning of Matthew 6. Now he's telling them all these things. But now that we have, we have, we have embedded it in our mind that, that we seek righteousness first, I want, you, I want you to think about that as we go through these passages. Take heed that you do not do do, uh, do oh. take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them otherwise you have no reward for your father in heaven therefore when you do a charitable deed do not sound the trumpet before you as hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have the glory among men assuredly i say to you that they have their reward but when you do charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees it in secret will himself reward you openly. If you seek righteousness, you'll get that right. If you are living in a, in a state of righteousness and you are walking in the will of God, your heart will be right when you give. Let's look at prayer. And when you pray, 
You shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in a secret place. And your Father who sees you in, a secret, in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows that the things... Uh, your father knows the things you have need of before you ask them. In this manner, therefore, pray. Now, let's look closely at, at this prayer. Think righteousness. Think seeking righteousness. If we seek rightness, righteousness, what does he say here first? Our Father in heaven. We put ourselves in the proper place before the, the Father. Hallowed be our, your name. Your kingdom come. Oh, oh, that hurt. That stops. Your kingdom come. If we're living in a state of righteousness, we can, we can honestly pray your kingdom first. But if we're not, we really don't mean it. We mean my kingdom first. Amen or oh me? You see, you see how all this is lining up? We can't, we can't be what he's telling us to be right here unless we pursue righteousness first. Can't do it. Your kingdom come, your will be done. You, oh, your will be done. Well, unless I'm in a right relationship with God and walking in righteousness and, and, and where I'm supposed to be in my walk, I can't have an attitude that, that His will comes before mine. Instead, I say it but in my heart, I'm trying to convince him to go my way, my way, what I want the outcome to be. I'm just telling it. I mean, it just is. Father, I, I ask that your will be done, but I sure would like this new job. I sure would like this. I, I mean, it's right, isn't it? Your will be done. When, when, when you live in righteousness and you pray that prayer and, you, and you, you honestly, honestly, openly say your will be done, you have no other inclinations of anything that should be done other than what He brings. Give us this day our daily bread. This daily bread. The Word of God. His, the, the Holy Spirit relationship that feeds us. I'm not talking about what you're going to sit down and eat for dinner tonight. I'm talking about the manna of life. 
the life-giving bread. And forgive us of our debts, our sins. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and power and glory forever. Now, is that not a prayer where you are completely humbled before God? Is that not a prayer that, that speaks, I must be in, a, in the right relationship with God for His provision and protection? Yes, righteousness. Righteousness. Verse 14, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you also. We can't have a forgiving heart if we're not pursuing righteousness. And there are a bunch of us here this morning that would like to tell each other we got a forgiving heart, but I'm going to tell you you need to go home and look. <laughs> it's not near as forgiving as what you'd like to think it is. Because your nature is self-centered and prideful just like mine is. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you how, how dirty I am. So if I'm dirty, you've got to be dirty too. We all need a bath. We all need a heavenly bath. And more than once a week. We need it daily. Sometimes some of us need us two and three times a day. I get it about twice a day. You know, one of, one of the best places to pray for me is in the shower. <laughs> Y'all laugh. But I love to pray in the shower. I sing and pray and praise. Amen. I'm getting two baths at one time. Righteousness. How in the world can we have a, a forgiving heart and have a heart like Jesus who forgave us when he shouldn't have. If we're not pursuing righteousness. If we're pursuing the things of our own interest. And the things of our own ideas. Then we will not have a heart of forgiveness. Instead we're going to be. Pride is going to grow. Oh, pride. It's going to just keep growing. And we're going to think we're somebody, and before you know it, we're not even, we're not even thinking about God or righteousness. Let me tell you something. Staying humble is hard work. Keeping pride out of your life is hard work. And unless you pursue righteousness, the righteousness that was dealt to you on Calvary, if you got saved, you can't overcome it. It'll eat you up. Verse 15, But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father there forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. 
Surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to, me, to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in a secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. There's a repeating message in here, isn't it? You don't have to tell folks what you're doing to make yourself look holier than holy. You ever met anybody like that? In fact, it's a sin. The only one you ought to be, be worried about impressing or pleasing is God. Period. And it says when you do all these things with the right attitude, that's what all that means is having the right attitude, that He is going to reward you what? Openly. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures, verse 19, on the earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Righteousness. Righteousness. If you're pursuing righteousness... Then, then, then your attitudes can be lined up correctly in, in all these things. And these are just some examples. This, this application goes for your whole life. Pursue righteousness. I know a gentleman who's a grave digger. We have many hours at night to talk about grave digging. <coughs> and uh, he said, you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe what people spend or, or do to try to preserve their loved one. And not let anything get to them. He said, Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars they spend. He said, but none of it works. Well, that's no surprise to us, is it? The Bible tells us we're going to be turned back to dirt. I don't care if you throw me down there in the Trinity River. On Resurrection Day, I'm coming out. But it just goes to show the condition of our world. Who preserve them for what? Preserve them for what? You gonna go visit them again? Oh. But it's a spiritual attitude. It's a spiritual attitude of not submitting to the things that God has said or, or, or are, what they are. 
It's, it's a form of rebellion in my mind. Now, I'm not saying you, you shouldn't do what. I'm just, I'm, I'm just giving you my example of an attitude. It may be a bad one. But he said, man, I've seen it all. He said, I've seen them come and well, after we put the casket in this thing, and he said, they weigh weld it up, and then they test it to see that it's airtight. I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't change what's taking place. It doesn't change what's taking place. Because what's, what's going to take place is what God has ordained. And there ain't nothing you and I can do to stop it. I don't know why I got off on that rabbit trail. I think I was thinking about treasures. Verse 22, the lamp of the body is the eye. Uh-oh. Very important here. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. If we are focused on the right things, then we can get the light from God. That changes our life. Is it true that what we see influences everything that we do so our eye must be right our eye is 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 uh synonymous with our focus our priorities so if we're focused on God's light then his light can have an influence on our life So he says here, you must get your eye right. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. If you're consumed with darkness, you're pretty dark, aren't you? Not a lot of good going on. Not a lot of good going on in and not a lot of good thing to go on. We're bad to begin with. And when you fill that bad thing with darkness, it only gets badder. I know that's not a good word. I know it's not a word, but worse. And I told y'all a while ago I had an education. I don't act like it, do I? But, but he says here, your eye is so important. Your focus is so important. And what we should be focused on is righteousness. So that we can receive the light from God that illuminates our life and, and has a positive effect on us. But on the other hand, if we're not focused on the light, Him, and we're only focused on dark things, what do we expect to happen? What result do we, would we expect? Trouble. Turmoil. He said, get your eye right. And unless you're, you're pursuing righteousness, you can't get your eye right. Verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else 
He will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Period. Don't work. Think about before I got saved. God was dealing with me. Oh, I, I tried to serve both. I tried to fulfill my, my old nature and then I tried to best I could follow God. It don't work. He says right here it won't work. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for neither, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your health, heavenly Father feeds them. And you are not of more value than they? He said, aren't you more important? You got a soul. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? We've been through that, haven't we? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of those. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will He not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Big Paul's waiting for the next verse. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day of its own trouble. Seek righteousness. Seek the kingdom of God. And you'll be taken care of. You'll be more than abundantly taken care of. You will be able to experience the blessings in this life. But we can't seek our own things and try to seek righteousness later and it work. We must seek the things of God and right, the kingdom of God and righteousness first. And oh, I feel like we get that so backwards. Oh, we get that so back. I do. I do. This, this, this message was more for me than it was for you, I'm sure. More for me than it was for you. But it is so ever more important that as children of God, we get our priorities right. We get our priorities right. You, you want God to hear you and answer your prayers? You better seek righteousness in the kingdom of God first. You want Him to take care of you and your family? You better seek righteousness in the kingdom of God first. 
He clearly promises to do that if, if you do so. And I bet you this, if you do it, you'll be amazed at how much better He provided than what you ever wanted or thought. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your provision and thank you for your promises. Father, I ask this morning that you help each and every one of us reflect on what our priorities are. And that you might quicken to our heart the need to seek your righteousness in the kingdom of God first. In order that we may abundantly be blessed through your provisions that you've promised. I lift up our prayer request, Lord. You know each and every need. Ask that you just be personally involved and present in each and every one of their needs. And draw them. Comfort them. And may your grace be poured out on them. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.